1: This morning, COVID cases surging across the country. New South Wales braces for another explosion in cases as hospitalisations double in a week. Fears for Victoria's health system, hundreds of health workers forced to isolate. A month of pain for Queenslanders, experts say case numbers are likely to peak by February. And Prince Andrew's bid to have a sexual assault lawsuit thrown out have been rejected. We're live to New York.
2: This is Seven News.
1: Good morning. COVID hospitalisations in New South Wales have doubled in the week since Christmas and are expected to rise even higher. There are now just over 1,000 people in hospital as ICU admissions remain steady. The government says the health system can manage the surging caseload, but paramedics disagree.
2: We're seeing priority one emergency cases across Sydney and New South Wales waiting over an hour for an ambulance to even attend. Uh, That is simply
0: unacceptable and untenable.
1: Experts are predicting New South Wales could see 100,000 cases a day by the end of January. That's given the current trajectory of infections doubling every four days. Victoria's COVID situation is now mirroring that of New South Wales behind by just two weeks. The state's health system is buckling under an Omicron surge with staff shortages hitting hospitals, entire teams wiped out due to isolation requirements.
3: The battle lines are um, principally uh, in COVID wards and emergency departments.
1: Victoria's pathology is under so much strain, some patients received a negative COVID result before being notified they actually tested positive. Queensland has been told to brace for a surge in COVID cases over the next few days. Health authorities expect this wave to peak before February with another 3,587 new infections reported on Sunday. The state government has now implemented a new indoor mask mandate. Employers are also being urged to allow return to work from home arrangements where possible. Western Australia has now essentially banned all interstate travel. Tasmania and the ACT were upgraded from medium to high risk jurisdictions overnight. It means that from today, only approved travellers from any other state will be allowed to enter Fortress WA. The Western state is expected to reopen to all from the 5th of February. The national jobs market is continuing to rebound with employment numbers surging by almost half a million since the height of COVID lockdowns. New data shows that 485,000 new payroll jobs have been added to the labor market since September, but not every state felt the same benefit. New hires in New South Wales were up 12% but went down by 2% in Victoria. The number of people on welfare has fallen by 1.8% nationwide. Sydney to Newcastle in less than an hour. That would be the hope. Under Anthony Albanese's high-speed rail plan, the Labor leader hit the Hunter region with an ambitious promise that has been floated many times before and has already been slammed as impossibly expensive.
0: Just two days into the new year, Anthony Albanese hopes to start 2022 on the right track.
2: Now is the time for sharing resolutions.
0: Wasting no time in revealing his plans for the next 12 months.
2: First to win this election.
0: Announcing plans for a high-speed rail network between Melbourne and Brisbane, starting with a fast rail network between Sydney and Newcastle
2: creating jobs and connecting communities up and down the east coast of Australia.
0: Claiming a trip from Sydney to Newcastle would take just two hours on fast rail, on high-speed rail, just 45 minutes. But there are no details on when either option would be up and running or how much it will cost.
3: It needs to come clean with the Australian people. That's 200 to 300 billion dollars on any credible estimate.
0: High speed rail is often made as a pre-election promise but to date little progress has been made but Anthony Albanese has vowed that under his government work could finally begin. That's despite a previous feasibility study finding it would take 45 years to be completed.
2: You can take Labor's commitment to the bank. Today's pitch
0: to get voters on board in the Hunter after significant swings against Labor at the last election.
2: For too long, this government has held our country back. Hoping this slip
0: of the tongue doesn't derail his message.
2: In 2002, the choice facing Australians is more clear than ever before.
1: Taylor Aiken, 7 News. Ex tropical cyclone Seth is whipping up seas, triggering severe weather warnings for damaging winds and dangerous surf. The impact zone stretches nearly 700 kilometres across the Queensland New South Wales coastline. Beaches are closed with abnormally high tides expected. A king tide combined with those cyclonic monster swells, sliced off the tip of Bribey Island yesterday. A 49-year-old's body has been found near Queensland's Sunshine Coast after he drowned while trying to assist a child who had slipped on rocks. He disappeared at Whopper Falls just down from the dam, which has been spilling for several days. Police say the man had been with a group of friends. The child was pulled to safety immediately while a specialist dive team located the man's body around 6.30 last night. Commuters on the new Melbourne Airport Rail Link will face a massive surcharge. Passengers will be charged an $18 fee for using the service to travel to and from Melbourne's Tullamarine Airport. It means the most an adult could ever pay for the commute would be $22.50. While discounts will be available for groups and families, a special pass for workers is also being considered. The fee is said to go towards operating costs. The new year is delivering new joy to one family who've had to wait months to take their little boy home. Born prematurely, as 2022 arrived, he was finally strong enough to leave hospital.
3: Debbie Sanders and her granddaughter, Marnie, have waited months for this moment. Meeting their new little family member, for the first time. After 66 days, he finally gets to meet his sister. She's been role-playing with her baby doll um, since he was born. Baby Neto was born at just 27 weeks, tiny and needing a lot of specialist care in Melbourne's Mercy Hospital's neonatal intensive care unit. He's now 67 days old and finally able to go home. It is. It's so, such a lovely feeling. Go home and have lots of cuddles now. <laughs> Neto was born at just over six months when mum Dale's placenta detached from her womb, depriving him of oxygen. And I just was a bit uncomfortable and then I come in on the Wednesday morning, um, I didn't feel right. They managed to slow the, bur- the um, labour down. We found out afterwards that my placenta, I had a um, placenta abruption. But her baby boy is doing well. His prospects are really good. His going home at day 66 before his due date, which is amazing. Around one in ten babies are born prematurely, but it's extremely rare to be born as early as Neto. So it is ultimately our main goal to get these families home with their babies healthy and doing really well. Reeling in the happiest of new years for the Rugatua family. It's a good sign for 2022.
1: Georgia Bennett Murphy, 7 News. It's not just our own health we're focusing on in the new year, but our pets as well. More Australians are using technology to keep an eye on their furry companions, ensuring they stay fit and healthy.
2: Sharon Kay and Mandalay became best buddies during the 2020 COVID lockdown. But it was a trip to the beach late last year that nearly changed everything.
3: We were running here for about three or four hours and then I sort of noticed that
2: all her mouth was really hot. Sharon took Mandalay to the vet and found the cocker spaniel had been overheating so she bought her a pet tracker to monitor her temperature. I'm not as stressed now. Sharon's among a growing number of pet owners using tech to track the health of their furry friends. If it's good for us then maybe there'd be a there'd be a pet alternative. For good reason. Around five million cats and dogs in Australia are considered overweight or obese, which is why this renewed interest in pet trackers is welcome news to vets. These pet fitness trackers can really have a part to play in reducing that number. Trackers can cost as little as $50, depending on the features you're after.
3: My neighbour has a Cocker Spaniel. Now that Cocker Spaniel's a little bit on the chubby side. So they've actually
2: been walking it more. Giving owners a friendly nudge. Pet tracker that I've got for my corgis will send me an alert and say, oh, you haven't walked your dog. To keep tails wagging for years to come. Matthew Karstunen, Seven News.
1: The remains of South African freedom fighter Archbishop Desmond Tutu have been interred during a private ceremony in Cape Town. A small box containing the remains of the Nobel Peace Prize winner were laid to rest in front of the high altar at St George's Cathedral. Tutu died on Boxing Day aged 90. There's been more heartache for the Queen after news broke. The monarch's closest friend and most trusted confidant has died aged 90. Lady Diana Farnham supported the Queen for decades, most recently during the 2021 Diamond Jubilee when she stepped in for Prince Philip. Lady Farnham also acted as the Queen's Lady of the Bedchamber since 1987. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones closed down 60 points, the Nasdaq dropped 109, in London the FTSE 100 fell 18 points and Germany's DAX lifted 33. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1831 US dollars an ounce, oil is 75 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72 and a half US cents, 83 Japanese yen and a New Zealand. Prince Andrew's second attempt to have a sexual assault lawsuit against him dropped has been rejected by a U.S. federal court judge. Live now to Miley Hogan, who is in New York for us. Miley, what does this mean for the Prince? Well Angie, good morning. It
3: means that the case will now move forward to oral arguments in a court here in New York City, something that lawyers for Prince Andrew had been working overtime to avoid. They'd argued that the civil case could not go ahead because the accuser, Virginia Dufresne, lives in Australia and not the US. But a New York judge has dismissed that. Dufresne claims that convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell had trafficked her to have sex with the Duke in 2001 when she was just 17 years old. Well, the Duke has strongly denied those claims, claiming that he has never even met Virginia Dufresne. Well, lawyers for Dufresne say they have up to six witnesses that contradict the Prince's statement, and it will all play out here in a
1: court in a matter of days, Angie. Thanks very much, Smiley. Meantime, Prince Andrew could be forced to drop his title as the Duke of York if he loses the sexual assault lawsuit against him. It comes as police are forced to investigate allegations that Virginia Jufrej was trafficked to the UK to have sex with the prince when she was just 17. UK Metropolitan Police said they could no longer sustain a claim that there was insufficient grounds to investigate after Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty of sex trafficking. England's chief crown prosecutor promising there would be no fear or favour when it came to interviewing the prince. A large fire has severely damaged the Parliament House of South Africa. Plumes of smoke were seen billowing into the air in the centre of Cape Town. The fire is believed to have started on the third floor of an old building before spreading to the National Assembly building where the ceiling collapsed. The South African president visited the scene calling it a terrible and devastating event. Strong winds and damaging rain has left thousands of people without power near Memphis in the US. Huge trees came crashing down on roads and homes, blocking off entire roadways. The severe weather only lasted minutes. Witnesses saying it was unexpected and caused debris to start flying. There are fears a South Korean citizen has been shot and killed after crossing the heavily fortified border into North Korea. Military chiefs in Seoul said they weren't sure if the person was still alive after North Korea introduced a shoot-on-site policy during the pandemic. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un declared a national emergency and sealed off an entire town. He said the man had COVID symptoms. wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Cricket legend Glenn McGrath has tested positive for COVID and might miss the pink ball test. McGrath is now isolating for at least seven days. Friday's third day is played in honor of his late wife, Jane. Both the Australian and English camps have held training sessions at the SCG ahead of Wednesday's test. You can watch all the action live and free on 7. Just days out from the fourth test, opener David Warner has experienced some leg cramps while trying to entertain Khawaja's daughter.
2: Don't fall. Whoa! Oh,
1: i Oh. <laughs> Warner had been bouncing little Asia on his knee, playing horsey. Kawaja suggested Uncle David hydrate before the next test. A Sydney Thunder rookie has made Big Bash history, taking three wickets in his first ever over to inspire their 28-run win over the Adelaide Strikers. Earlier opener Matt Jilks struck 93 to set up a 173-run chase. But after Mohamed Hasnain's bowling spell, the wickets continued to fall. The strikers bowled out for 144. The 28-run win moves the Thunder to third place. After a tough 2021, Alex Dimonor has begun the new year by claiming a big scalp ahead of the Australian Open. In the opening round of the ATP Cup in Sydney, the 22-year-old defeated World number no. 7 Matteo Berrettini in straight sets.
2: Jubilation and the celebration starts
1: for Team Australia. I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm ready to, to have a big year. Berrettini later returned for the doubles match with Simone Bolelli, but the Italian duo were no match for John Peers and Luke Saville in straight sets wins, securing Australia a 2-1 victory. Football star Lionel Messi has tested positive to covid one of four Paris Saint-Germain players to come down with the virus. The club says all four players are isolating. Messi will miss PSG's French Cup round of 32 match tomorrow. It comes as COVID continues to play havoc on European football. Taking a look at the weather around the country, troughs are maintaining heat and causing a few showers and storms over WA, the top end, tropical North Queensland, inland New South Wales and eastern Victoria, while ex-tropical cyclone Seth is sending strong winds, showers and a large swell to southern Queensland and the northern New South Wales coast. A front is bringing a few showers to Tasmania. Around the capitals now, Brisbane is heading for a partly cloudy day, 31 degrees, Sydney, 29, mostly sunny, Canberra, 30 degrees with a shower or two, Melbourne, partly cloudy, 22, Hobart, cloudy, 20, Adelaide, 27, nice and sunny, Perth, 34 degrees and sunny, Darwin, also 34 with a shower or two. And that is seven early news for this Monday, the 3rd of January. I'm Angie Asimus.